0: There was a time in my life when I cooked a lot. When I was younger, before I had a family, I would be adventurous with a good amount and share it with friends. Later, when I had a family, there was the getting dinner on the table aspect of cooking, which, as you know, is an entirely different experience. I began cooking fairly young alongside my mother. She taught me how to make eggs, fried, scrambled, and boiled, She showed me the proper way to use a knife and a cutting board when chopping vegetables. She taught me how to make spaghetti sauce, the one that simmers on the low burner all day long, filling the house with that fragrant bouquet of basil, garlic, and oregano. My mother was not a baker, however, though she did make a fine dessert called angel pie, and she had a special cornbread recipe given to her by her grandmother from Gainesville, Georgia. Now, most folks think that true southern cornbread is not sweet, but my Gigi Mama's recipe has sugar in it, and it's very fine. When I was about 9 or 10, I decided that I wanted to bake a cake on my own. It was a brown sugar pound cake recipe that I found in the recently published Jacksonville Junior League cookbook. I went through the list of ingredients, one by one, adding each into the mixing bowl, But instead of using light brown sugar, as the recipe called for, by mistake, I used dark brown sugar, which made the center of the cake a little bit gooey. Upon review, it could be considered a wee bit underdone, but it was still very good and became a signature aspect of this cake when I made it again several times. I don't cook very fancy anymore, and baking is beyond my repertoire, For baking is a skill one needs to keep up with. Now when I make anything, I'm usually on the phone making reservations. (laughs) In the scene today, Jesus is positioned as a teacher. And we know this because Matthew places him sitting down, and his disciples gather around him for him to teach them. When I was teaching, rarely did I sit. I was always standing in authority over my teenagers. But for the Jewish rabbis, sitting was a proper stance, so the author makes sure that you know that Jesus is speaking with authority. Importantly, the scene is on a mountain, just like the mountain Moses went to receive the Ten Commandments. Again, the placement of authority in the presence of God. One could say all those within Jesus' presence were blessed. Last week, Jesus called his first disciples, Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, and then he ministers to the crowds. Since that passage, and before going big time, he begins small, teaching in synagogues, proclaiming the good news, and becoming quite the crowd pleaser as he cured the sick and those with disease. He drew people from very far away. As you know, his disciples dropped everything in their lives to follow him. And when they did, he drew the lowly and the despised. Considering the Beatitudes, the initial discourse of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which runs for several chapters, I thought about the people Jesus describes as blessed. A Beatitude is not just the idea of telling someone that they are blessed like when we say, blessings to you, or God bless, which I know we truly mean when we say those words to each other. Here, the Greek word means something a little bit different. It means extremely favored and happiness in right relationship with God, which gives these statements that Jesus made a little deeper dimension. So here we go. On to the heart of the reading, Jesus describes the aspects of attitude, personality, circumstances in which those are not regarded as advantaged by worldly standards, as having the most sought after or desired attributes to build the kingdom of God. He describes a world upside down. Jesus' first public teaching is similar to what you might read in the book of Proverbs, While preparing this sermon the other day, I was looking up what I thought was an Old Testament reference listed in the biblical notes at the bottom of my page. The correct note that I was looking for was, happy is the one who listens to me, which sounds really nice and light and sweet and really hopeful. Instead, I mistakenly found this one. Oh, simple ones, learn prudence. You who lack intelligence, acquire it. Indeed, God is so very funny. (laughs) The nine Beatitudes are simple and true, easy to remember as takeaways for any hearer of the word. They can be considered first century bullet points or a punch list on right living in God under the new covenant. These first teachings of Jesus might sound initially as though we need to strive for these things. However, who would really want to be poor in spirit, or mourn in day in and out, or be meek? Although that's okay, sometimes. Who would desire to hunger and thirst for righteousness, always to be faced each day with the wrongdoings of this world, or those persecuted for believing in the word of Jesus? I think I'm okay with being merciful, pure in heart, or a peacemaker. Those seem like nice things, albeit not highly prized in a worldly in worldly standards of power and physical and economic might. In these simple descriptive statements, Jesus identifies a type of personality traits and habits desired. Like the list of ingredients for my brown sugar pound cake, the kingdom of God would have a list filled with items such as purity of heart, love of God, love of each other peacemaking, strength of character, integrity, maturity, perseverance, and goodness, with a nice, sweet center of gooey mercy. It's a spirit of hope in the Beatitudes that guard us from bitterness and cynicism about our world. Why aren't the merciful valued? Why won't those who thirst for righteousness be filled? But to be the receiver of persecution or to assume a posture of humility opens us up to more of the habits of the followers of Christ, such as prayer and service to each other. So if we are poor in spirit and acknowledge our need for God, we are here today to worship and pray. We're in the right place. When we are open and honest and humble about ourselves regarding any one of the entries on jesus's punch list we discover other avenues to be blessed for ourselves and for each other jesus names not only spiritual characteristics but circumstances too any one of us could find ourselves being persecuted for doing the right thing or persecuted because we follow christ These are real circumstances that real people face each day in our world. So though one would not want to live in such manner, God recognizes your hardiness of conviction and love for him in his commandments. Those who hunger for righteousness in their own lives will be rewarded. One only need look at the life of Paul. He suffered greatly with an affliction, was beaten within an inch of his life, imprisoned, and finally executed. But he he was promised a reward of everlasting life through his belief in Christ, and clearly he is with God. What of his reward on earth? He spread the love of God through Jesus into Greece, Turkey, and the rest of Europe, eventually building the worldwide church that we have today. He left us with letters to study and an example of how to be a Christ follower. He saw the fruits of his work in his life and drew nearer, to God. The Beatitudes open up for us new avenues to discover the work of God. They open up the compassion we have for others in their own beings. By stating specific blessings, Jesus prompts us to live a life of compassion for each other, to move beyond man-made barriers causing division. Humans are distinct creatures with distinct gifts and live in distinct circumstances, whether wealthy, poor, fit, ill, educated, not educated, different cultures, the list is endless. And all at all the same time, all of us are created in the image of God, and we are his and we belong together. Like the brown sugar pound cake from my childhood, the simple ingredients of name blessings by Jesus is the first large public speaking event and gives us hope for, his, for both our lives now and the next the inspiration and pathway to grow in christian maturity based on humbleness and truth into a life of compassion for each other all of this brings forth the sweetness of god so today perhaps take home your bulletin reread jesus's words again and think about this list and ask yourself where you fit in and where you think about others who might fit into these descriptions Pray about these and see how the spirit moves within you.